All right, I want to welcome everyone here uh, this weekend. Uh, it's so exciting to see everyone here, uh, whether you're new with us or it's, you've been here for a while. And we want to welcome you if you're here in person or online. Thank you for joining us here at Community. Hey, we are wrapping up this series called Dangerous Prayers. And, uh, and in this series, we've been talking about some really dangerous prayers that if we've, uh, if we've taken the moment to actually pray them and to let God move and work in our lives in them, then, then they've really challenged our lives. And, and we've, we've talked about them. And then we've given you some space in this room to kind of Really just let God speak to you or, or for you to pray these prayers. And so uh, it's been really good. It's been really good to hear some of the feedback through this series on uh, how, man, it's wrecked some people's lives. It, it's been good to hear the feedback on how uh, if, we, uh, if we've really prayed them, then, then God's moved and worked in our lives. And it, it's been so good. Uh, in the first week of this series, we talked about this prayer. We said this, search me, God. Know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. We really prayed this, like, God, search me, search my heart, search me for things that are just not right in my heart, God. Search me, search me, know my heart, know my anxieties, my anxious thoughts. God, search me, know, know my offensive ways in me. And uh, man, if, if we actually pray that prayer, God's going to show some things in our hearts that's really going to challenge us. He's, he's really going to show some, some of that dirt that we've just kind of been trying to hide away if we really pray this prayer. And it's been such a challenging prayer to pray. The second week, we, we, uh, we prayed this, break me, God. Break me of anything that keeps me from being intimate with you, from really knowing you, God. Break me. Break those things out of my life. Hit, get them out of my life, God. Break my heart for what breaks your heart. And, and I, I think if we've been praying these, these two prayers, then it's really going to help us to really take the next step into uh, praying the prayer that I believe is my favorite prayer of the three prayers that we're praying. It's a prayer that's going to take us from being here and standing on the sidelines of our faith, like Pastor Ben talked about a few weeks ago, instead of being third string Christians where we, we kind of watch and maybe participate a little bit. It's really going to take us into the action. It's going to take us out of our comfort zones and really take us into doing what God is calling each one of us to do. It's going to really take our lives and, and put our faith into action. And uh, I, I remember whenever I uh, was younger, this is a picture of when I prayed this prayer really fervently. I did not change the orientation of this picture for the screen. What you don't realize is I took this picture and posted it on social media this way when I was in high school. So great. So uh, I was actually going to our CIY move. Um, which is where we take our high school students um, to summer camp. And we went to see how I move in. Uh, we're there and we're, we're, they're going through and telling us about kingdom work, helping us to see how each one of us in our lives are called to kingdom work, meaning we're called to do something for the kingdom. And so they sent us from a session out to do some devotionals and to really 
to really pray to God, what, what do you want to do in my life? And so I remember exactly where I was, I was sitting at this moment. We were in Savannah, Georgia. I was sitting around one of the fountains of water. Uh, it had blue and white tile around it. It, it. it was like this big and it shot up water in the middle. I, I remember exactly where I was. It was hot outside because it was Savannah, Georgia. And, and I remember I was sitting there and I prayed this, this prayer. God, what do you want to do with my life? And as I'm praying this prayer and going through this devotional, I overhear my youth pastor, and this is how I, I know that God speaks to us through other people. I hear my youth pastor say, man, he's called into ministry. And, and I, you know, didn't know if he was talking about me. I, I I didn't know what he was talking about, and even though I was the only guy there, and he said he, and all of this, but, but I, I prayed again, and I said, God, if this is really what you want me to do with my life, if you want me to go into ministry, God, let me know. And again, my youth pastor says, man, I really hope he doesn't miss it, that he's called into ministry. And I prayed to God, thanking him like, God, thank you so much for, for showing me where you want me to go. God, thank you so much for revealing, revealing to me what you want to do in my life. And I'd like to say that I, I've prayed that prayer, like, God, what do you want me to do with my life for you for my whole life? I'd, I'd like to say that that's, that's something I wake up every single day and remind myself and pray that and, and really seek God on, but, but it's not the truth. It's not the truth, and, and if I could guess and know from reading hundreds of prayer requests from people here at Community and at other churches, it's not really what we really pray about all the time. We could summarize what normally our prayer requests are this way. God, would you do this for me? God, would you do this for me? God, would you help me to get into this school so that I can get this education? God, would you help me to get this job? God, would you help me to not fight with my girlfriend anymore? God, would you help my grandmother to be healed? God, would you help me to get this house? God, would you help me to find the right car? God, would you help me? But I think God, these are great prayers for us to pray. Like God wants us to pray about everything and to pray consistently. And he wants us to pray about all these things. But sometimes I think God listens to us pray these prayers of, God, would you do this for me? And, and I think sometimes he thinks they're, they're really weak prayers because he wants us to be challenged so much more than that. He wants us to take more of a step. God, God would you do this for me? It's not the prayers that sometimes I, I think God wants us to pray. I think sometimes God wants us to pray prayers that are a little more bold, like, God, I am your servant. What can I do for you? God, I, I'm your servant. I, I, I'm gonna serve you with my life. What can I do for you? And Craig Rochelle calls it this. It's a prayer of availability. 
a prayer of availability. God, I'm available. I'm ready to do what you want me to do. And I think sometimes we disqualify ourselves from this. We, we say, yeah, God's not going to use me though. I'm a broken person. Don't you, don't you understand? I've, I've sinned. I've messed up. I just, I just can't do it. And instead, we already disqualify ourselves from what God really wants to do with our lives. But when I I read my Bible, I open it up and and I read my Bible from front to back, I only see God using one perfect person. And it's Jesus. God doesn't use perfect people. God uses broken people over and over and over again in our Bible and in our lives today. God, God uses broken people all the time. God used people like Moses. Moses was our murderer. David, David was an adulterer and then he killed the guy he cheated on his wife with. Rahab was a prostitute. Noah was a drunk. Joseph was left for dead by his brothers. Gideon was scared. Jeremiah was too young. Abraham was too old and a liar. Elijah was depressed. I read over and over and over again in my Bible that God uses broken people over and over and over again. And he can use us too. We just have to say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Uh, Use me, God. But the reality is, is that sometimes when we hear God's call on our lives, we make up excuses. Craig Rochelle gives us three excuses that we'll make in our lives. Or three ways we will respond to God's call in our lives. The first of which is this. Here I am, Lord. I'm not going. Here I am, Lord. I'm not going. One of the stories that that really exemplifies that the most is is Jonah. If you know the story of Jonah, Jonah uh, is a great story to tell your kids of how to listen to God. And and it starts out this way. This is in Jonah chapter 3. God spoke and said, go to the great city of Nineveh. And preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. God had realized, had seen so much wickedness from Jonah, from Nineveh, that it had come all the way up to him. And it it says, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Jonah said, here I am, God. Here I am, Lord. No, I'm not going. Not today. I'm not going to go that way. I, I can't go and talk to those people. And what's happen, what happens to Jonah? God gets angry at him. He causes a storm. And so the people throw him off the boat and he gets swallowed by a fish. And then eventually he does what God asks him to do, but complains the whole way. I think sometimes we, we say the same thing, that, that here I am, God, I'm not going. Not today, God. And I wish that I could say that I'm exempt from that, but I've experienced it. One of those moments that sticks out the most is 
Uh, when I was at a grocery store standing behind an older gentleman, 75 to 80 years old, and he's, he's checking out, and, and I do the quick count on how many items he has in his cart, and he's got six items in his cart. And my spirit tells me, like, just pay for the guy's stuff. And I'm standing there in the line as the che- cashier's checking him out, not looking him up, up and down, but checking his items out. <laughs> okay, dry humor there, okay. Um, he, the cashier's checking his items out, and, and I'm going back and forth with myself. Yes, I, I'm, yes, I'm supposed to do it. No, no, like, I don't want to embarrass him. Obviously, he's got enough money because he's here and he knows what he's got. And I go back and forth and back and forth. And then he pays and leaves. And I think about that moment because I feel like maybe, maybe it was me saying that same thing. Here I am, Lord. No, not today. No, I'm not going to do it, God. And so I missed the opportunity. The second thing that we could, our response to God's call is this. Here I am, Lord, send someone else. Here I am, God, I'm ready to be used by you. Oh, no, send someone else. We, we have Moses in Exodus 3. He does exactly that. Moses is standing in front of a bush that is burning, but not fully burning. It's just on fire, and it's not actually burning. I know it's a crazy concept. And he says to God, no, God, I, I can't go let your people, get your people out of Egypt. Don't you know, God, I have a stuttering problem. How am I supposed to tell Pharaoh to let your people go? God, can't you just send my brother instead? Here I am, God. Oh no, send someone else. We experience this in our lives. Here I am, God. Oh well, they make more money. Let them be the ones who give. Here I am, God. Oh wait, I don't have enough time to serve. Here I am, God. I don't have the, the talents. Somebody's better equipped to do what they're doing. Here I am, Lord. Oh, send someone else, God. Here I am, send someone else. And then we have Isaiah's response to God's call, and it's this. Here I am, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. And it, and it says this in Isaiah 6. Then the Lord, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. What if, what if that was our response to God when he called us. Here I am, send me. Here I am, God. Here I am, I'm available, I'm ready. God, I've worked on myself. God, I am ready, send me. 
Man, what, what could God do in our lives if, if we said, here I am, Lord, send me. If we said, God, I am available to your spirit to move and work through me. Think about what God can do through us. I believe that God could send us out to do amazing things. I believe what it says in Ephesians 3.20, that then God can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine through our lives. If we would just say, here I am, God, send me. God can move in amazing ways in our lives. But we have to prepare ourselves for whenever we do say that, or else God's not gonna be able to do what he can do through us sometimes. And Isaiah prepared himself in three ways. Get it? Three is just gonna be our theme for tonight. Three ways. And uh, first thing is that happens in Isaiah 6.1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted and seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So the first thing that Isaiah had to do was he had to experience God. It's the same thing we have to do. We have to experience God. We have to have a genuine experience with God. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't know if I've ever genuinely experienced God. I don't know if I, I've ever had an experience where I, I've said, man, God is, this is God fully working. This is God in the moment. I don't know if I've had that experience. Well, what I could say is that God wants to have that experience with you. God wants to meet you. And God, what it says is that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And it, it may not be God ripping everything apart and saying, this is me. It may not be an audible voice saying, this is me. It may be driving in the car and the worship song comes on and, and you feel like, man, God is with me. God is comforting me right now. He is giving peace over my situation right now. And maybe at night praying with your kids. And as you're praying, you feel that God is in the room. And as your kid is praying, you feel like, man, what is this? This is what childlike faith is. This is what sweet surrender looks like. Maybe it's in a worship set with the music. You hear the Spirit moving and talking to you and saying that He can move and work in your life. Whatever it is, if you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. We have to have a genuine experience with God. The second thing that Isaiah had that we have to have is a genuine awareness of our sinfulness. A genuine awareness of our sinfulness. We are sinful people. Romans 3.23 says it this way, For all have sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
Each one of us have sinned. We've made mistakes. We've separated ourselves from God. Anything that we do that is not right separates us from God. Lying, cheating, addictions, any of that stuff separates us from God. We have all sinned. We are all separated from God. And we have to realize that we are separated from God. For all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Isaiah's experience goes this way. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. He realized, I am ruined. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. When we experience God, and when we let God be a part of our life, the Spirit will remind us of how we are unclean, how we should be ruined for our sins, because he didn't realize how messed up he was until he saw God, until he saw the King, until he let God work, until he experienced God. And when we come to this awareness this awareness of our sinfulness, God can move. We have to experience God. We have to come to this awareness of our sinfulness. And then the last thing that we have to do is this. Have a genuine understanding of God's grace. Have a genuine understanding of God's grace. This is such an amazing thing. The grace of God is so amazing. I just read Romans 3.23, but the, the very next verse is so good. It says, for all have sinned. We've all sinned. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Man, we have all messed up. But the greatest part is, is that we don't have to live in those mess ups anymore. We don't have to live in that sin anymore. Because we've all been justified by his grace. We've all been set free by his grace through the redemption of Jesus. Because of his grace, we have been set free. I wanna sit in that for just a moment. Think about that. We have all sinned, but yet God made a way for us through his son. He extended grace to us through his son. He made a way for us through his son. And when we come to the understanding and of God's grace that he has set us free from our sins and from our mistakes, then we're gonna be able to pray this prayer that here I am, Lord, when we understand his grace, 
we should have this response to that grace. Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am. That we shouldn't, once we hear about the grace of God, just be okay sitting on our laurels. We shouldn't be okay just sitting on the sidelines anymore. We should want other people to know of that grace. We should want more people to hear of Jesus. But, but this isn't, if we pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. It's not gonna make us comfortable anymore. God's gonna call us, like we sang in that song just a couple of minutes ago, God's gonna call us onto some waters that are rough. It's not gonna be easy. But he's never gonna leave us nor forsake us. He's always gonna be by our side through those moments. Here I am, Lord, send me. If we wanna pray that prayer, God's gonna do some amazing things in our life. If we pray this prayer, maybe God's gonna, maybe God's gonna say, here I am, send me. And God's gonna say, okay, I want you to be a missionary. Sell everything you have and follow me. I want you to go a th to a third world country and serve me. Maybe if we pray this prayer, God's gonna say, okay, I, I want you to go into full-time ministry and to serve me with every day of your life. Maybe if we pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. God's gonna call you to serve in the church into an area you may have never thought about before. And he's gonna challenge you to stretch you beyond your comfort zone. Maybe God's gonna call you to foster because kids need families. Maybe if you pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. He's gonna call you to lead a life group or a rooted group so that people can get grow in their relationship with him. Maybe if you pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. God's gonna call you out to start a Bible study in your school so that people can hear who Jesus is and meet Jesus maybe for the very first time. Maybe if you pray this, this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me, then God's gonna call you to give above and beyond what you've ever given before. Maybe if we pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me, then, then God's gonna have us start having conversation with our coworkers about who Jesus is. If we pray this prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. God's gonna call us to actually pray for our top five and to help them to meet who Jesus is. But if we're not ready for this, don't pray this prayer because God's gonna call you out of your comfort zone. He's really gonna call you to do something that's not safe. He's gonna call you to do something that maybe you've never expected before. But what I wanna tell you is that if you pray this prayer, God's gonna do great things. He's gonna challenge you. He's gonna push your faith. But again, He's never gonna leave you or forsake you. At this moment, I actually want 
I want us to take a moment to, to really pray to God. And so at this moment, I want us to change how we are right now. And so if everybody could, I want us to get on our knees and pray. So if you are able, can you get on your knees with me and pray? I'm, I'm gonna guide you through these first few things that we wanna pray for. Maybe for you today, you've never felt like you've experienced God before. I want you to take this moment to, to ask for God to show himself to you. Ask God to show his face to you. God, help you to see who God is. And, and I know that being on our knees is not a, a comfortable place to be, but, but it's gonna help us to really focus on who God is and what he's gonna say to you. Maybe for some of us, we need to pray that prayer. God, search me. Search me for my sins. Show me where I've messed up. Maybe for some of us, we need, to, we need to pray, God, show me your grace. Reveal to me your grace right now. I'm gonna give us a minute to pray and pray how God can move and work right now. God, right now I pray for those of us, God, who want to experience you, God. God, I pray that you, you show yourself to them. God, that they see that you are with them. God, that you are for them. God, that you, are lo you love them. God, I pray that your spirit moves and works in their life. God, for those of us, God, who are praying right now, God, search me, show me, show me my sins, show me my mistakes, God. God, help us to see where you want to work in our lives. Move the rocks in our hearts. God, defrost our souls to you, God. God, search me. And God, for those of us who, who are ready to pray, God, to show you, show us your grace. God, we know we were messed up. God, we know we are sinners. We know we have separated ourselves from you, God, but, but show us your grace. Remind us of your grace every day through your son, Jesus Christ.
God, help us to see who you are in every moment. For those of us who who are ready to take that step of faith, who are ready to say, God, I'm ready to receive your grace. I wanna ask you, email us, tell us, email us office at community, fill out the communication card in the app. But right now, as we're still on our knees, I, I want us to pray the prayer that we talked about today. Pray to God, here I am, Lord, send me. Ask God to show you. God, show me where I need to go in my school or my workplace. God, send me into my school. God, send me out to serve you. And we're gonna give you this space for as long as you need it to pray this prayer. And then when you're done, just quietly leave. But continue continue to pray. Here I am, send.